What's up, guys? We'll go through some of these questions. Jabon asks, what's a good way to call it a girl who hasn't given a number after asking for it twice on a dating app and just keeps chat going and going? Yes, online chicks suck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when a girl is doing that, it's usually the fact that there's something else going on. Um, she likes you. She likes the idea of going on a date with you, but she might be in a relationship. It's usually the case. Um, and she's kind of like, you know, she's not getting that, that flirtatious sexual energy in that relationship because it's rocky or for whatever reason. And she's using that to, you know, she, she wants that energy. So she, she's using you for that, but she has no intention of actually seeing you at least not now. Um, I mean, the only thing that you can do when you're in that situation is you could call it out in a non-salty, you know, matter of fact or funny way, or you can just ice her and hope that, you know, you put the fact that you're icing her is creating enough of like emotional roller coaster where she's going to now lean in and she's going to miss that that dynamic and she's going to pursue you right um so depending on the thread and what's happened be able to you know conjure up a text where either i'm an icer like i said or i'm going to think of something that's not salty calls her out and basically gets her to like like yeah like (laughs) to take a look at what the fuck she's doing see it as retarded and give her an option to stop being retarded in a non-salty way. And that's a difficult thing. You can't just be like, yo, we've messaged like 24 times. Like, are we going to fucking go on a date or not? Cause that's salty. And no one wants to date someone who's salty. That's like the most unattractive thing. So can't say that, but I don't know what else to say. There's no like magic fucking line, you know, to, to get that going. The real answer is do more day games because online chicks fucking suck. Agree. Um, another question from Shabon. How do you invite slash bring girls back to after party from a bar club without being creepy? I can't caveman to save my life. So why do you feel like you have to caveman? I don't. Uh, I I just uh, I don't know. It's like I always I always hate trying to sell it. You know, like yo, come back to my sick pad. We have you know booze and blah blah blah. I I, I don't want to be the the, the salesman. Uh, I'm just not sure how to do it in a uh, in just like a smooth manner. Right. Well, that's that's what you're doing. Your your mistake is you're selling you're selling instead of selling the experience you're selling like the shit that's that's there right like no one cares about how nice your place is and whether or not you have booze um because there's a million nice places that all have booze right right? no one gives a fuck about that um no one cares about your ocean view or anything like that um what they care about is continuing to have more fun right Booze is never a good selling point because who doesn't have booze, right? Um, but really what you're doing is you're selling an experience and and before you can sell that experience, you need to know what they want. So one of the greatest things I've ever learned from sales is don't sell people what they need, 
sell them what they want. Right. Um, I've used on all you guys who, anyone who signed up with me over the phone, um, you know, I have no problem telling you guys this, even though you might think it's a little sneaky or whatever, it's actually just smart. Um, essentially there's always a question. I don't know if you guys remember this when, whenever we had that consultation call, I got you guys in the group, but essentially I take you guys through a guided discovery process where I find out like what's working, what's not working, what you need to improve at, you know, what are those important things? And a lot of time I'll be sitting on the call and be like, I know this guy does not need to improve, you know, his texting skills. It's a, the problem is the fact that he's not approaching or that when he is approaching, he's saying douchey things. Right. But there's some, you know, if, if he's dead set on the fact that he needs to improve his texting skills and that's, what's going to get him from point A to point B. then it's a lot easier for me to work with him by saying like, all right, well, yeah, we can work on your texting and there's these other areas you're going to have to work on first. Right. But if I tell him, no, we're not going to do it that way. We're going to do it this way. And I know I can help him regardless then I'm not serving him. And I'm certainly, you know, not serving my business by finding people that are a good fit for me. Right. So instead I could be like, all right, well, we're going to work on your technical skills. Here's how it's going to go. So I'm selling him what he wants. And then later on, I'm going to give him what he actually needs, which is what's going to get him better. Um, and so, and then there's, there's that whole, what, what we just talked about, Shabon, which is, are you selling the experience or are you selling like the, the good way to say it is do you sell the plane or do you sell the destination, right? Like when you're looking to book tickets on an airline, do you really give a fuck? Like if there's that extra TV, right? Or do you care if like the seat's a little bit bigger? No, you want to pay the least amount to get there the fastest because being on a plane is usually a painful experience unless you're really rich and you love flying first class as a whole different type of strategy and a whole different marketing. But for the average person out there, you want to get from point A to point B. So you don't sell the plane, you sell the destination. We're going to get there fast. You're not going to pay for extra bags. You're essentially the Southwest, right, um, of the airline industry, which probably does the best of pretty much any of the airlines because they understand marketing, right? Their, their entire marketing campaign is uh, you are now free to roam about the country, right? It's about freedom. It's about moving from point A to point B. They're not like, our planes have the nicest fucking headrest. No one gives a fuck. They just want to get there. Right. So the point I'm making for bond, maybe I'm rambling, kind of getting off topic here is you have to first find out what they want. So what are they in the mood for? What have they been doing all that night? Like what's the logistics of the group? Is it three girls, you know, that are really wasted and they want to continue the party and find some other fun stuff to do? Um, you know, is there one that's kind of like cock blocking, but she'll go along because the other ones are like their last night in town and they want to keep the party going. You need to feel out the group. You need to find out who's the decision maker and then you need to appeal to that person or you need to be able to remove your girl from the rest of the group, um, and deal with the logistics around that. So if you guys study the bar game flow chart, essentially that's what it is. You're testing to see how easy it is for you to isolate your girl, you know, do her friends like you? Are they going to help you with the cause? Are they going to hurt you? I've had girls literally tell me, Hey, can you do me a favor? Like my friend really get, needs to get laid. Will you take her home? And then she'll say to her friend, you have to go with him. That happened to me in Poland. Literally. She was like, you have to go with him. So if you can make like a connection and just show you're cool and normal with her friends, 
a lot of the time, depending on, you know, what they're about and what they know their friends looking for, they're going to assist you in that. But my guess and what I see almost all of you guys do is you go out, you get in a conversation with a girl, you forget to worry about logistics, you forget to talk to the friends, you forget to see what's going on. You spend, you know, two hours in the same spot going back and forth with the girl. And sure, you make a great connection. But a lot of the time, those connections are fleeting. Like, she might get back together with her, her boyfriend the next day, right? Or she might have some sort of family thing come up. And then, you know, whatever, your date gets postponed. And, and then she ends up flaking because, you know, that interaction wasn't enough to cement a real emotional connection. Whereas if you did take her home, and hooked up with her or moved her from venue to venue, there'd be a lot stronger of a connection. So if you could have got those logistics right, now you'd, you know, you'd have a lot more substance to move forward on. Um, you know, so it's not just about how much you like you in that moment because attraction's fleeting. You know, a genuine solid connection isn't, but that's rare. You know, it usually needs like six or seven hours for that to happen. Hence that seven hour sexual. You know, most of the time, if you look back on, the fastest you're going to get a girl into bed is about seven hours over the course of maybe a night, maybe a couple dates, um, unless it's just a quick bathroom sort of thing, uh, you know, heat of the moment, you know, hook up in a club um, or late night at after party. And that's usually a lot of other substances involved <laughs> for that to happen. Um, so it's really all about feeling out the group, finding out what they're looking to do. And then if you have a solution, right, if they're looking to have fun, you have fun, like, guys, this is stupid. Like, do you guys want to go home and go to bed? Clearly not. Do we want to go home and go to bed? Clearly not. We should continue the party. We live right around the corner. We have plenty of things to continue the party with. Let's fucking go. And then if they're like, eh, I don't know, like if they're kind of on the fence, be like, cool, well, we're going to party. Here's my number. If you're not coming now, then probably won't see you. And, you know, be the one to walk away a lot of the time. Like when girls are on the fence and they're hemming and hawing, usually the worst thing you can do is, is go, come on, come on, and start begging and pleading. That never works. But instead, if you're like, all right, well, we're going to leave in 30 seconds, so uh, we'll be over there. And, um, you know, we're going to start walking. And then, so either you're walking behind us or not. So I've had girls outside of, uh, we were in Austin doing, doing a workshop a few years ago. And brought some girls back in an Uber. There was like four of us and like three or four of them. Um, and we all get out of the Uber. We're walking in the house. And now all of a sudden they're reluctant. They're like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I should go in. You know, for them, it's a potentially dangerous situation. You've got guys you don't know or that you just met. Um, you know, girls are the more vulnerable of the sexes. So, you know, they're having their, their reservations. One of the guys was like, come on, come in. Let's go, go, like pushing them. And the more he pushed, the more they pulled away. Um, then luckily we stepped in and we told him to go inside. And we're like, yo, uh, we're going to go in a party. You guys are totally welcome. Uh, <laughs> you know, no pressure. But, you know, we can't sit out here all night and, you know, talk it over the, the logistics. Uh, feel free to take this Uber back if you like. But, you know, I can't sit out here anymore and, and discuss because there's fun in there. And then I walked away. And sure enough, what we hear? 30 seconds later, click, 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 high heels walking in the front door. So cavemanning usually isn't the solution. Um, sometimes it is. Sometimes you have a girl who, you know, who's like really, really like sexual and flirtatious and she's making out with you and her body language is very much yes, yes, yes. But 
logically she's no, no, no. Well, that's a situation where cavemanning actually works, right? If her body's saying yes, then, you know, the old toss her over your shoulder and walk away laughing, that can work. Um, obviously, if she verbally says no, no means no, and you should certainly, you know, understand when a no means no. Um, but those are the only situations that I can think of where, where you ever even need to caveman. It's usually more like, yo, we're all after partying. You know, you already know that they want to after party. Um, you guys have, you know, you've met everyone in the group. They've met your friends. Everyone's comfortable. Everyone wants to continue it. And it's, it's just a real easy decision. Cool. Thoughts on that, or what have you seen? Like, I mean, you've seen us bring girls back for gazillions of after parties in Europe and in, you know, in Brazil and just around. Like, yeah. Well, it, it's, it's a little bit different in those circumstances because, uh, well, several, several reasons. One is, you know, you, you, you have the, the, the wing girls to corral. Uh, that's yeah. pretty much <laughs> their main role. And yeah. two, like you, you have the benefit of being like a exotic foreigner. Uh, I'm thinking more like, you know, me and two or three guys at the bungalow trying to execute their, uh, so I was asking more in that context. Uh, yeah, but what, 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 a lot harder. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. It's a lot harder. Also, um, after partying in cities where the where like, oh no, I don't want to say that. Like L.A. is very much like an after party place because the bars close so early, right? That that plays to your advantage. Um, right. Santa Monica isn't really the type of place where people go out and they want to rage and stay late bungalow can be an exception on friday saturday right but most people that want to rage they go to west hollywood that's where the club right. and people who right. want to rage want to continue raging when you know people don't even get there until midnight and then the fucking place is done like everyone's out by two like no one goes out to party for two hours so first off i'd say you're probably going to the wrong places um you know bungalow is great for happy hour for the weekend sort of thing to just go and collect numbers um of all the times i think i've pulled from the bungalow i can think of maybe two or three i think one was at your house where we pulled that that crazy girl back remember that, that, that was very much a caveman <laughs> i required you yeah. genevieve yeah <laughs> right yeah and obviously if you have girls it's so much easier because if they see girls, then they know that, you know, you're not rapist and, <laughs> and it gives you that social proof, which is the most important thing. Cause no girl's going to go back to your place. And she's worried that, you know, you might do something that jeopardizes her safety. If there's other girls there, then that offer is pretty much gone. So that's the, that's the huge beauty of going out with, with girls that give you that social proof. That they're cute and socially savvy. Um, you know, the, the going out with like four or five guys is uh, it's really not conducive to really doing anything. That's why you know some of the some of the guys in the group you know they'll join and and, and they'll be like oh cool we're gonna have this big crew of all these guys to go out with and you know in the past I've I've gotten to you know I've been like all right on Wednesday we're all gonna go to Isabel on Friday and we'll get six guys in there but that really doesn't work. <laughs> you need to operate in groups. Usually two is best. Three is a lot for not having a girl. Um, and, you know, if you're three guys and you're convincing two girls to come back to an after party, 
usually a pretty tough sell because they, they know that's not an after party. They know that, you know, these guys want to fuck us. Um, so, well, I mean, let's ask Carly, babe, do you have any thoughts on the subject being a, uh, a prey of, uh, dudes trying to get you to after party? When do you usually say yes? When do you say no? What are the sort of, what are the, what are the, the different levers that you know, make you want to do it? I'm not gonna go back. I was saying earlier, I was like, out, everyone has alcohol. So if you're like, hey, come back to our place. We have booze. Don't give a fuck about that. Well, but you if, definitely don't want to not have it. Exactly. <laughs> but if there's other sort of party favors that they're looking for and you happen to have those, then, then that's a different subject. Yeah. Um, and then definitely, I think what you said with the girls, um, because if the girls are like, I think every single time we've done after parties, you guys will find the girls and then be like, oh, this is Carly. I'm like, hey, oh my God, you're coming, right? Definitely come with us. And I think 10 times out of 10, they're going to come because they're like, okay, now it's fine. Now I know these Well, girls can caveman. Girls can caveman other girls. Definitely. Like, it's, it's totally. <laughs> you can, like, I instruct the girls that come on the trip with us be like, you, you can physically, you know, <laughs> pick them up and, and take them into the Uber because you're a girl. Guys, you can't do that ever um, unless you want to, you know, deal with a prison charge. But it's totally <laughs> fine for girls to do that, which is such a huge advantage. So having girls to go out with is like number one, amazing, awesome. Um, you know, I know it's it's not as easy, not as easily said. That, you know, it, it, it's tough to get hot, cool girlfriend, wing girls to come out with you. Um, you know, it, it's harder to do that than to even get steady dates. Um, which is why it can be good to friend zone certain types of girls or, or, you know, meet friends of friends, do something for them. Um, you know, that's a value add in their life. And then, you know, I'll be like, yo, like you're an awesome wing woman, you know, like Shabon, that, that girl, for example, Lauren, that you use, you know, she's a, she's a, <laughs> that so she's, she's a wingman. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they even have like some sort of like financial arrangement. Like, which is fine. Oh, that's great. That's fucking great. Actually, I never thought of that. Hire, yeah, you guys can all hire me. I'll be here. <laughs> <laughs> that's really smart idea. Like, hey, There's a girl who does that. Yeah. Oh, why isn't this working? No, that, that, that wasn't Lauren. That was a, that was a company that's like uh, no longer business. But yeah, it was, a, it was a cool mall. You could basically like hire hire a girl for like three or four hours to go out with you as, as your wing woman. It's, it's actually pretty cool service way more sense for a group of guys to pitch in on like if you have two or three guys you guys all split it that's, really that's a lot better than just being you and her because then people are going to think <laughs> Carly's open for business I got other girls too alright alright <laughs> but yeah like it, it, it makes a lot more sense for everyone to just pitch in then if you go if you go solo with another girl then the other then the girls you're talking to are like what this is weird like are you guys just friends and they're going to have that that potential, uh, you know, mistrust that. Right. Any other questions on that? That was a good topic. Everyone knows how to seamlessly get the ladies from the bar back to the bedroom now. No question. I mean, obviously having a place nearby is huge too. I mean, if you're like, yo, let's roll to my place in like, you know, San Diego, that's not going to happen, but. Uh, good point. 
<laughs> exactly. If, if, uh, and that's something you, people should always plan out. Um, you know, you need to know where you're going after the bar, or at least you need to know who to ask, right? Like you might not have that answer, but you know that I'm going to, and you know, you're going out with me. So you know that I'll have it handled. So you need to know that some, someone is handling those, those after party logistics. Right. You have a plan. You know, you're like, hey, everyone, uh, let's go get late night food. It's better than nothing. <laughs> but, yeah, late night food is a great way. Like, if the girls don't seem like they want to party, right, and they're just kind of turning down, um, usually what the girls want to do after, after turning down is they want to eat. Um, and they're going to do that anyways. So being like, yo, let's go around the corner. There's a great, like, you know, Mexican spot called La Cabana. It's just down the street. You take them there. Now you have more time to connect and, and get that FaceTime in. You also have the benefit of going to multiple venues with them, going in an Uber with them, um, which, which, you know, makes, creates more of a connection, more time spent. Uh, you're way, way, way more likely to, to have a solid date without uh, a high chance of flaking if you've, you know, been with them in multiple venues and in multiple venues of the club or bar. Uh, like Jay, for example, posted a long write-up about, I think you were with him, Sherbizi, at uh, the bungalow. And um, you know, when I was reading that, I was just like, I was <laughs> like smashing my head against the wall because the first one, the, the worst one was the, the two girls that looked at you guys a bunch of times and then actually came over to stand close to you. And you guys didn't fucking talk to them. And then two other dudes swooped in. That's like, Oh man, that's brutal. Yeah. 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 We we were like, that pretty much ruined our night. <laughs> we kept like saying like, Oh man, we fucked that one up. Yeah. Yeah. That doesn't happen very often. You know, that that's like such a fucking layup that like never happens. Um, and then, you know, all these interactions where you guys are basically just like standing in the same place. Like you got to move them around. That's what's great about the bungalows. There's so many different spots. You can be like, yo, have you guys seen the fire pit or the bar outside or the ping pong table or the pool table or like the makeout spot? Like there's literally a makeout spot in the bungalow behind the tree next to the bar around the, on the back where there's like a tree, there's a bench. No one can see anything. And it's like whoever built that, we're like, okay, we need a makeout spot. That's the makeout spot. I've never seen a planned makeout spot in a bar before, except for the bungalow. So Brent Bolthouse, the guy who designed that place, certainly knew what the fuck he was doing. <laughs> it's like, it's like a, uh, a real man of genius. Yeah. What's that? Oh, I, I was saying he's a real man of genius. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's an amusement park of of uh, of nightlife venues to encourage connections. So there was none of that happening, which needed to happen. And obviously, if you move people around within the venue, then it's easier to move them around outside the venue. Um, also, you know, having a table, um, which isn't as normal, but having a table in like a home base is really the only way. Like I've I spend so much time in bars and clubs now. Like, I don't think you could pay me enough to go to a club and not be at a table. It's just so painful to just like stand there, have nowhere to sit, have like, you don't really have like any of your crew. Like for you guys that have been to Brazil and to Europe, 
Like you guys see the difference. And here's the thing, like partying, doing the bottle service here in LA and New York, um, it's almost become like a complete and utter waste of money due to promoters just basically, you know, scooping up all the organic girls, essentially paying them to go out and party. Now they're in a situation where they don't want to talk to any guys or they're like being paid. They're not having as much fun. They don't want to meet anyone new. They're just trying to like let the hours pass. Those are terrible venues to meet girls and even awful if you're going to spend, you know, $500,000 on a bottle, unless you're joining a promoter's table and then you have that, that connection with them and you're, uh, you know, you're, you're not just a random, right? If, if you, if you're a friend of a friend that then it's worth it to get that exposure. But if you're just four random dudes that I used to do all the time, you know, go to, go to LA, me and three buddies, we get bottles. At the time, it made sense because there's lots of organic girls there that wanted to join tables that were just coming in to stand at the bar and waiting for guys to like come talk to them and invite them to the table where they can drink for free. That's pretty much gone. The nightclub industry has you know, cheated the system, and uh, that's no longer a viable option. That's why you have to day game, befriend promoters if you want to do the club scene, or pro- befriend girls that know lots of other girls and use girls to get in. Or you can go to Europe or Brazil where that's not the case. There are no real promoters um, in the, the areas of the world that we go to. Like the only people, you know, <laughs> most people aren't even buying a table. So the fact that you have a table is like a big deal. Uh, and there's so much organic traffic in the clubs that, that you know, having that table actually looks cool. You walk up to a girl in, in one oak and you're like, hey, you want to come drink at our table? They'll be like, fuck off. <laughs> Whereas three years ago, you know, that was cool. Like, oh, you have a table? Yeah. So, you know, that that aspect of game is unfortunately no more. But can scope out uh, castings and hit on models as they come out one at a time. Every five minutes, <laughs> a game opportunities with nines and tens. That's what you can do. That's how you beat the system and evolve. So. Maybe have a few of those coming up. And for for those of you guys who who don't know what I'm talking about or who haven't done this, it's it's fucking incredible. Literally, the Sherbon, dude, tell us your experience. Derek was there too, and I know you guys got crushed because you're terrible. But (laughs) 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 tell us about that. Yeah, so basically there's, like, this mysterious building, and every, I don't know, five minutes or so, like, a nine or ten either walks in or walks out, and stays like that for, what, like, two, three hours, I imagine? So, yeah, there would be tricky parties, just, like, uh, you know, just hanging out for the, you know, two to five minutes while there's nothing happening. I'm pretty sure the uh, at the last time we did this, the uh, the parking valley guys like telling you what was going on. Uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's incredible. I mean, uh, especially in LA, where you know it's not really much of a pedestrian city. Uh, just running into that higher ratio of you know eights and above in that short of time is pretty much unheard of. Uh, I mean organically in the street so it's pretty much like uh yeah day game heaven and, and you know there, there's not a lot of uh 
traffic otherwise i mean so you're pretty much like the only the only guy in the street doing it so walk up and down melrose or santa monica for hours and might not find one girl you know a seven or better where here you know every girl walking out is at least an eight and and if you guys like tall brunettes then even better because Usually the castings are all for girls that look like Carly, so you know who's going to be coming out. And if you have blondes, maybe you know we have some other model friends. We can send you guys to that casting. Uh, another thing that you guys could do, yeah, sometimes it's all kinds too. Um, another thing that you guys can do is scope out Pilates and yoga classes, especially Pilates. Um, there's pretty much no one that does Pilates except for hot chicks. So. You know, find out when the Pilates classes in your area are, find out what time they get out and, you know, do a couple of approaches. Even if it's just one, you know, you're going to get at least one girl who's really hot. and You're going to get a shot at making something happen with her. And I promise just doing that like once a week is a way better return on your time and money than spending time on fucking Tinder or Bumble or those sorts of sites. Unless you're like a really good looking dude with a sick Instagram and you can play that social media online game um, really well. But otherwise, yeah, they game it up. Hey, I, ha- I have uh, some thoughts on that. Um, so, give, uh, you know, n- not not to like, you know, put it down or anything and who gives a shit if I am, but this uh, this model casting thing, isn't that sort of, you know, it's sort of more of a contrived situation rather than a day game situation. I mean, to some degree, it's like, cause I, I don't know. It, it just seems to me like it would cr- come across as you're there expecting them, like, like that they might somehow know that, um, you know, that, Oh, you're some guy that came to the models casting to, to hit on me. You know, I mean, I don't know. Have, has anyone experienced that in, in any of their approaches? That'd be super creepy. Yeah. That's what I mean. Is it... Wait for them to get like 50 yards away and you, you just, yeah, I mean, sometimes they take Uber, so it's tough, but yeah, if they're waiting for their Uber, you don't, you don't just post up outside and like, you know, get the conveyor belt as it comes up. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I guess that's, I was just picturing it uh, unfolding in a different pattern, like Derek on one side of the doorway and Sherbon on the other and just, uh, <laughs> I guess following them as they walk out. <laughs> no. no, so we're, I, like, the last time we did it, I was across the street from videoing from a vantage point. Um, and I said, all right, guys, um, you're going to wait when they come out the door. Um, if they walk towards you, you're going to let them pass and you're going to approach them within this window or within this area on the sidewalk. It's usually 30 feet away from the door for another 50 feet going in that direction, which is where I'll have a good shot to, you know, to get you on video camera Um, or in the other direction, you know, if they go this way, get them by the time that they get to the the crosswalk, Um, you know, if they're waiting for the Uber, you can go there, but you're just casually walking by, right? Um, You're not just posted up there. If they think you're just posted up there, then yeah, it's creepy as fucking weird, right? and we don't want to do that. So yes, it is a contrived situation, but they're not supposed to know that. Now it's going to be funny as hell when one of you guys actually score and you end up, you know, sleeping with one of these girls and then you can be like, Hey, I have a secret. 
And by that time, <laughs> by that time, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be okay because she already liked me. Be like, remember when I was just happening to pass by on Santa Monica at 5 p.m. after uh, you know that lovely Tuesday when I hit on you? Well, turns out <laughs> my buddy had a girlfriend who told me about this casting, and I scoped there. I went there intentionally to meet a girl like you, and ha it worked. How smart am I? <laughs> you know, that's a hilarious conversation. 